This may be our last week, I think, of speaking about the R-E-A-L vision of Willow Park, that God has called us to live a redeemed life, that redemption is the message of the gospel, that God wants us to live an empowered life, to live filled with the Holy Spirit of God. God wants us to be active, that our faith is what we actually live out. Uh, it's not a Sunday morning event, it's about life itself. And then this morning, it's about the letter L. And I wondered, so do you, do you all know what the L stands for? You don't have to answer. But I wondered that as I was thinking about the vision statement. If you didn't know what it stood for, what options might come to your mind that would seem to make sense within the context of a church? And I thought, well, love could certainly be a worthy word for that letter. That love really needs to be at the center of all we do within the church, and we talked a bit about that last week. But the L is actually for listening. That God calls us to lead a listening life. And there's an implication in that that I think is valuable. Historically, I think churches would have actually opted for the letter P. They would have said, God wants us as his children to live a prayerful life, to be people who pray. But generally, we think of prayer as us speaking and God listening. The L, I think, is a great reminder that God is speaking, and sometimes, if not often, we need to simply listen. So I want to talk a little bit this morning about what does God speaking sound like? What does that look like within a church, within our own lives? And I have to admit there are three verses that continue to um, jump into my mind. They are three verses that I've memorized, and you'll probably realize that they are probably three of the shortest verses, which is why I was successful in memorizing them. Rejoice always. In everything, give thanks and pray without ceasing. And it's a reminder to me not to limit my perception of prayer or my practice of prayer to those few or maybe quite a few words I may occasionally bring before God that to be a person of prayer is as much, if not more, not speaking. And living a life that learns to listen to the voice of God. I actually think that should bring relief to many people in the church. That there are times people within the church who are hesitant to pray out loud who may even wish that they 
had the freedom to pray out loud, but who are prayerful people. That because people may not pray out loud or pray publicly does not mean that they are not people of prayer. And I want to speak that into those of you who at times may be harsh on yourself because you're reluctant to pray out loud. There are some warnings in Matthew to the church, to religious people, about those who really like to pray out loud and like to be heard. So there's a caution there. A prayerful life, I believe, is living with an awareness of the indwelling Spirit of God in my own life at all times. I think Chris put it this way when we met. He said, prayer is living in sync with, in tune with, the Spirit of God. Yes, prayer is speaking to God in times of trouble. We do that within the church. And I'm sure you do that when you pray before God. Prayer is about thanking him for who he is. That he is God. It is about thanking him for life itself. And for all that he has created. It's about making our requests known to him, but prayer is also about silence. You might say, stop talking and be still and know that I am God. Talking about prayer using listening language, I, say, I would say is gaining momentum within the church. And while there are aspects of listening prayer that I think require careful discernment and maybe even caution, I have no hesitation when it comes to encouraging us to at times simply be still before God. And as I thought about that this week, it was David and many of the Psalms that came to mind, that David seemed to be a man who lived a listening life. Many of the Psalms, I think, are kind of like David's journal of what he heard when he intentionally was quiet before his God. And he wrote those thoughts down. And he often used the word meditation. I know we are cautious about the use of that word today, and I think with good reason. But if we substituted phrases such as, and I think these might be on the screen, to consider, to ponder, to reflect on, to contemplate, to be reminded of, I think we would capture what David was doing. David was a powerful man. David was a military man. At times, David was truly a warrior. David was a king and a conqueror. And David was a sinner. 
that if you looked at his resume, you would see adultery and you would see murder in David's resume. Yet David was also a contemplative, meditative man. God seemed to speak to David all the time. But it wasn't in, I'm going to say, strange or even what we might call supernatural ways. But God spoke to him. When David looked around him, what he saw and what he heard in creation was the voice of God. That David would say, if you listen, God will speak to you through all that he has made. Paul kind of refers to that in Romans 1 verse 20 when he says, ever since creation, God has revealed himself. He's spoken into this world through the things he has made. And it's why for me, a trip to the coast doesn't really start till I'm past Gorman's Mill. When I'm past there, I say, okay, the rest is going to be good. It's why I enjoy traveling along Highway 33. As man's, I'm going to say, footprint fades, the fingerprints of God become clearly visible in all that he has made. Psalms 19, and I'm going to read a little bit. There are many Psalms where, where David talks about the incredible beauty that God has made. In Psalms 19, he says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after the night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Uh, there was something that I know sometimes say, well, Doug, we have to be careful you don't worship creation. And I, I don't really think that's a, a danger. But when I see creation, I see God, and I hear him speak. David's meditation was not some kind of mystical experience. David's meditation was not even about emptying himself or trying to block out other thoughts. David's meditation didn't involve a trance-like state, didn't require some special mantra or word. 
didn't even require specific physical posture other than honesty and humility before God. I think when we take the concept of biblical meditation and begin to add words like technique to it or training, I think we begin to walk on shaky ground. I think we begin to muddy the waters for people. When David meditated, if you look through the Psalms, David's meditation was focused primarily on two things. One was the reality and character of God. Secondly, David focused on the word of God. Even when he had questions and complaints about life, even when he was angry, David meditated on God and on his word. And I think it's interesting that in his silence before God, David so often ended up at exactly the same place. That his thinking and contemplating about God always seemed to come to the same amazing conclusion. It wasn't a special revelation. It wasn't sort of a different message every time. It wasn't even necessarily answers to questions that he had for God. But his quietness before God always brought him, I think, to an amazing place. That David was compelled to proclaim the grace, the goodness, the mercy, the loving kindness, the compassion, and the faithfulness of God. That when David was quiet before God, those are the things that God spoke into his heart. David's meditation revealed God's character and God's heart for those who seek to follow him. So we need to be people who pray. I believe we need to be people who come before God with hearts full of thanksgiving and mouths full of praise. People who make their requests known to their Heavenly Father. Because I believe that God continues to reveal himself to us and to speak to us. I believe he still speaks to us through everything that he has made. I believe today he still speaks to us through people who may have a word of encouragement or as Chris did for me this week, a word of direction and that if we listen carefully to people, God may be revealing his thoughts for us through them. 
God continues to reveal himself, his character, and his heart for us through his word. And I would say that if you really want to hear his voice, read his word. Uh, Find a translation that is easy to read and read. And God quite literally will speak through his word. We need to toot our heart to the indwelling spirit of God, who was given as our guide, who's given as our comforter, whose purpose in our life is to remind us of who we are and who we serve. And every time in your life you respond to situations or circumstances with compassion, with generosity, with kindness, with forgiveness, you are listening to the indwelling voice of the Spirit of God. My encouragement to us this morning is to take time to simply be still. Quite literally to pause and just reflect on the goodness of God. The Bible says that it is he who has made us. That we are the sheep of his pasture. That he is the good shepherd. And his sheep know his voice. Do you want to know God's thoughts for you? You want to know how God thinks about you, even in the circumstances that you have, which may be very difficult, I would say, you need to look at the cross. There is no other symbol that shouts out more powerfully God's love for us as his children than the cross of Jesus Christ. I want to end by reading a psalm that David wrote, and and the worship team can come up. I think this is on the screen. Um, I would encourage you just to flip through some psalms uh, during the week and read them as you hear David Sometimes speaking, obviously many times just meditating before God and his word. And Psalm 63 says this. O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. That's the physical situation that David found himself in. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. Because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong hand 
holds me securely. Heavenly Father, I pray that even uh, during this, and maybe especially during the season of Christmas, uh, Father, help us to pause and to reflect on your goodness to us. Father, speak into our hearts and our minds how great a love you have for each one of us as your children. Speak to us, God, of your gracious compassion for us, your love for us, your forgiveness that you have offered us through Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that as we look at your word, and sometimes as we just simply quietly sit wherever that might be, Father, help us to simply reflect on you. And I pray that you would continue to speak Speak encouragement, God, into our hearts and into our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.